Hello, everybody. This is Sam, host of Against Grain. We are here tonight um, chatting a little bit about um, fun sovereignty stuff, that free man stuff, the stuff that you like to uh, talk about that you don't get uh, told in schools kind of thing. You know, it's, it's a lot of information out there, but I thought I'd go over a few things for you guys tonight. Um, starting with things such as, you know, the person, all of that fun stuff. I'm just finishing pulling up a few things here for you guys. <laughs> so, we're just pulling up Black's Log Dictionary here for us. Using a different computer. Beautiful. And one more website to do. Okay. Okay, so we're not going to get too in-depth with things today. This is kind of thrown together last minute for you guys. At some point in the future, I'll throw together a little bit more of a, a nicer one. Um, that's a little bit more um, structured and stuff, but we're going to go over a couple things today. Um, so, talking about sovereignty, free man stuff, all of that fun stuff, um, generally people like to ask where one starts with these kinds of things. Um, you can look up etymology online, uh, Etymology Online is the online etymology dictionary, etymonline.com. Um, so we're going to start here today with this. Um, the word person. Generally something we use all day, every day, without a second, um, you know, a second thought about that kind of stuff. It's, it's Whenever we think of the word person, we think of like you and I, you know, like, man, woman, that kind of stuff. But unfortunately, in things of law matters, the legalese matters, um, things tend to mean a lot different when it comes to everyday speech as compared to later on type of thing. So etymology online, if you look up the word person noun, um, early 13th century from old French, personne, P-E-R-S-O-N-E, a human being, anyone, person, 12th century modern French, person, P-E-R-S-O-N-N-E, directly and directly from Latin word persona, human being, person, personage, a part in a drama, assumed character, originally 
a mask and a false face, such as those of wood clay, wood or clay worn by actors in late, later Roman theater. OED offers the general 19th century explanation of persona as related to Latin personare, to sound through, the mask as something spoken through and person amplifying the voice. But the longer O makes a difficulty, Klein and Barnham says, Barnhart says it is a possibility borrowed from Escrucian Pursue Mask. Klein goes on to say this is ultimately of Greek origin and compares to Persephone. Um, in legal use, corporate body or corporation having legal rights. 15th century, short for person aggregate, person corporate. Uh, mid-15th century, the use of person to replace man in compounds and avoid alleged sexist connotations by recorded by, uh, is recorded in 1971 in person by bodily presence is from 1560s. Person to person, first recorded in 1919, originally of telephone calls. Now, a lot of people don't understand or know that when we create... Um, a person in law, we're creating a fiction. We're creating um, bodies politic, and it is created for the purpose of law. So we're going to pop over to a Black's Law Dictionary. This one is the fourth edition. If you go to Google and you just type in Black's Law Dictionary, um, free PDF or whatever, you'll find like copious amounts of Black's Law dictionaries that are free to download. So we're just popping through here and trying to find... Holy smokes, there's a lot of persons down here. Emily... Doctrine V... Zero... Passage. We're just scrolling down live right now. Traffic, peculous, air pals, pair extension. The Jeopardy theme one. I should just have my stuff all together. Person. Here we go. All right, so this is from Black's Law Dictionary, 4th edition. You can just Google this, free PDF, blah, blah, blah. Okay, a man considered according to the rank he holds in society with all the rights to which the place he holds entitles him and the duties which it imposes. The word in its natural and usual, usual signif uh, signification includes women as well as men, commonwealth. V. Welski. Um, scrolling down here. Okay, scrolling way down. Uh, 
uh, persons are two kinds, natural and artificial. A natural person is a human being. Artificial persons include a collection or succession of natural persons forming a corporation, a collection of par property to which the law attributes the capacity of having rights and duties. The latter class of artificial persons is recognized only to a limited extent in our law. Examples are the estate of bankrupt or a deceased person. It has been held that when the word person is used in a legislative act, natural persons will be intended unless something appear, uh, something appear in the context to show him that it applies to artificial persons. But as a rule, corporations will be considered persons within the statute unless the intention of the legislature is manifestly to exclude them. So when you look at Canadian law, Okay, well, we're going to call, well, we're not even going to, it's legislation. When you look, there's different kinds of laws depending on who you subscribe to, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of times you'll hear or you'll see directly um, that it pertains to corporations only, unless otherwise specified. So anytime you look at the definitions, um, be sure to check what the definitions are, because it will have everything that's defined, you know, this will be this definition, this will be that definition, this is the definition that's used in this act, blah, 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 freaking blah. Um, for example, we take the Federal Interpretation Act. And we're going to scroll down to the definitions here. Interpretation application. Now, you can find this. If you just go to Google, you can type in Interpretation Act of Canada. It's in the Queen's printer, law-lowest.justice.gc.ca. Under the definitions here, we come down and we start looking at the definitions. This is what we're supposed to see. Every time, every time we read a piece of legislation, otherwise, unless it de defines otherwise. So we go down here, and the word person, person or any word or expression descriptive of a person includes a corporation. Okay, and if you scroll up just a little bit, um, it's under miscellaneous rules continued. Um, there are forms where a form is prescribed, deviations from that form, not affecting the substance or calculated to mislead, do not invalidate the form used. Gender, words importing female persons include male persons and corporations, and words importing male persons include female per per persons and corporations. Okay, so check that out. I'm going to read the next sentence, and then I'm going to read the first one again. Okay, number, so this is gender, then there's number, 33-2. Words in the singular include the plural, plural, and words in the plural include the singular. Okay, so anything that is written in the singular in this act, so if it's written in the singular, it includes, the, it, 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 it's plural. So singular equals plural, and words in the plural are singular. So it's backwards. 
okay? So when we read this again, gender, words importing female persons include male persons and corporations. So include means there's multiple things, male persons and corporations. And words importing male persons include the female persons and corporations. So singular is the plural, plural is the singular. Now if we go down again to person, and we read this one more time, any word or expression descriptive of a person includes a corporation. So anytime you read the word person in the Interpretation Act, unless it has been defined otherwise, in any piece of legislation otherwise, it is going to mean a, a person, a corporation. So then when we scroll up again here, and we're going to read what Canada is, because it also says what Canada is in this piece of legislation here. Um, Canada, for greater certainty, certainty includes the internal waters of Canada and the territorial sea of Canada. Canada includes the internal waters and the territorial sea. Includes. So it's only the water and the territorial sea. Now there's a whole bunch of other fun things you can read in this piece of legislation. This is just a little bit of tidbitty for you. I mean, you can get into things like the securities, the sureties, and the fact that Canada is a registered corporation on the U.S. Stock Exchange, and you can go find that as well. And in order to have, you know, a U.S. Stock Exchange registered corporation, you need to have securities and sureties. So down here it also says security means sufficient security. And sureties means sufficient sureties. And when those words are used, one person is sufficient, therefore, otherwise expressly required. So that's an interesting tidbitty for you guys tonight. Um, then I came across this beautiful piece of legislation here. Um, the other day that I didn't even know existed. And reading through this thing, I don't know about you guys, but this kind of freaked me out a little bit. And when I say a little bit, I mean a lot. The Canadian Ownership and Control Determination Act. Okay. Now, apparently the guy who wrote this act under Cretch or... Trudeau, Christian, whatever the fuck his name is, excuse my language, but the guy who brought in the bankers, I can't remember right now, I'm having the massivest of brain farts. Um, he wrote this piece of legislation and promptly, apparently, um, resigned shortly after because this piece of legislation right here is the epitome of slavery. It is slavery. They wrote this thing to create slavery. And it's bad enough that we're already pawns under the crown, as determined in some pieces of legislation or some court cases and stuff I'll read for you in a few minutes here. Um, this one kind of blew my socks off a little bit. So we have it opened up here. This one is called the Canadian Ownership and Control Determination Act. 
okay? Certificate means a certificate issued by the minister under this act. But it doesn't really specify what kind of a certificate is just certificates issues. Owned means subject to the regulations, beneficially owned, and the words owner and ownership have corresponding meanings. Person means an individual, a corporation, a partnership, a trust, a government, an agency of government, a segregated fund within the meaning of the regulations, and an organization that is prescribed as being a person or that falls into a class of organizations prescribed as being persons. So that definition there is pretty freaking wide when it comes to a lot of these things. There we go. It even means an individual. So if you intend on talking about this, you can't, if you want to be free, truly free, you can't be any of those things. You can't have a trust. You can't be an individual. You can't be a corporation, a partnership, yada, yada, yada. Because all of that falls under the definition of person here. Now, there are definitions of non-eligible persons. Um, Unfortunately, this link won't open. I don't know why. But I'll have to go find it for you guys another time. Here we go. Oh, wait. So then you scroll down a little bit this wonderful piece of legislation. Uh, All who may apply, an individual other than a non-eligible person, and the non-eligible persons are listed in the Foreign Investment Review Act that you can be eligible for. A corporation incorporated in Canada, a partnership, if the relationship among the partners is such or as such is governed by the laws of a province, a trustee in respect of a trust if the trustee and beneficiaries are with the respect of the status as such governed by the laws of the province. An insurance company incorporated in Canada in respect to any of its segregated funds within the meaning of the regulations and any person prescribed as being qualified to apply for a certificate or who falls into a class of persons as being described or being qualified to apply for a certificate. Every application for a certificate, this is under Applications 5.1, Canadian Ownership Rate and Control Status Definite or Determination. Every application for a certificate shall be filed in the prescribed form and manner and shall contain or be accompanied by the prescription information and documentation and for the purposes of the application, the Canadian Ownership Rate and Control Status of a person shall be determined in accordance with this Act and the regulations. That makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, basically, this piece of legislation right here gets to control the rate and status of certificates issued. Now, this also includes things like birth certificates. This includes things like marriage certificates. And this includes things like death certificates. So, that's kind of scary. 
that's kind of scary. That any time you send a certificate, that they get to determine how much it's worth and how much they get to own of it and what they get to do with it. So I will let you guys go through that one a little bit more. I will go through this a little bit more in depth some other day. But it's already known that certificates that you get issued also have, like, things like a QCIP number. And your QCIP number can be found on the stock exchange. Your QCIP number has a value, and that value was issued by the Crown by Canada to get to determine how much your birth certificate is actually worth. If you actually look on your birth certificates, it also says, like, if you're if you're born in Canada, they automatically assume you're a citizen. They, they, they give you the right of citizenship. And on your birth certificate, it also says property of the Crown. So you get to use something that somebody issued to you and granted permission for them to use it or for you to use it and you alone. Now, the shitty thing is, is that they also like to presume, they like to presume that identity, that persona on you, and we're talking about the all-caps name here, okay? When we are going over the person, we're talking about the all-caps name. This is issued to you when you're a baby. It comes with fun things like, you know, the Social Security number and all the other things that you can use to buy, you know, uh, pay for bills. When you get a ticket, it's issued in an all-caps name. Anytime you act in commerce, which is maritime law, the law of the sea, which is when we looked at the Interpretation Act of Canada, what Canada actually is, it's not actually the law of the land, it's the law of the sea. And you're being assumed a juridical person that is owned because you've been issued a certificate by Canada, by the Crown, the law of the sea, the corporation soul of Canada, in order to be able to act in commerce and bodies politic. But you are never taught any of this kind of stuff in school at all. We'll zip over here really quick to the Corporations Act. Oh, where did it go? Damn it, why would you load to me here? Okay. Where did it go? Give me a second. Got it pulled up. Um, where is it here?
I will find it another day for you guys. But anyway, the uh, Corporation Act, if it's Ontario, So the Corporations Act um, says that a name must be done in Romans letters. Romans letters. So A to Z, any of that kind of stuff. It makes you wonder why you can't be issued all caps names in your own language. It has to be in English and it has to be A, B, C, 1, 2, 3 kind of thing. So we're going to pop open the Constitution Act, Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. There we go. Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. There we go. Me, baby. There we go. Okay, Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Uh, guarantees the rights and freedoms set out in, in its subject only to such reasonable limits prescribed by law as can be demonstrably justified in a free and democratic society. I don't know about you guys, but I don't feel like this society is inherently free or democratic. It's a load of crock. You can feel free to disagree. You can you can disagree with me all you want, but you take a look at our last election, for example. Our last election, Justin Trudeau was made prime minister even though he did not have the majority vote. The Conservatives actually had the majority vote, not by much, but they did have the majority vote. But because of all the seats that Justin Trudeau and the Liberals had in Ontario, it skewed the democratic process. There were also claims that many poll stations in places like Alberta and Ontario, um, especially Alberta, there was not enough people volunteering or working or whatever for people to be able to vote, so they were not able to vote because their polling stations weren't open. There was also claims from people that when they went to go vote, that their name had already been scratched out saying they had already voted. They cited technical error. I don't see how a technical error can happen in multiple places in Alberta and Ontario. Because that's where I saw the majority of these claims happening. This is not a free and democratic society. I could go on and on today, but I'm not going to. Fundamental freedoms. Section number two. Everyone has the following fundamental freedoms. Freedom of conscience and religion. Freedom of thought, belief, opinion, and expression, including freedom of the press and other media of communication freedom of peaceful assembly, and freedom of association. And it's interesting to note that in the fundamental freedoms, they're different than rights. Because the next section is democratic rights. 
Every citizen of Canada has the right to vote in an election of members in the House of Commons or of a Legislative Assembly, assembly and to be qualified of membership therein. And it starts talking about mobility rights. It starts talking about legal rights. For example, everyone has the right to secure against unreasonable search and seizure. Everyone has the right to not be arbitrarily detained or imprisoned. You notice those are all rights. The first bit are um, fundamental freedoms. And these are all rights. Interesting to note the difference, isn't it? Uh, I'm trying to find... French. Uh, where the heck is the other thing? Anyway, there's a section in here, and I can't find it right now, um, that basically says that these are not to infringe on other fundamental freedoms. I can't find it right now, because there's number seven here. Uh, I thought it was 21. Nope. Languages. One second here, guys. No people's... Do, do, do. Work shooting skills are just not happening. Well, whatever, there's a section in here that says that it's not to infringe on any of the other existing fundamental freedoms. And for some reason, I can't find it right now. I thought it was 7 or 21, but it's neither of those. I'm not in the mood to look any further. But you go back to things like UN Charter of Human Rights. Or, you can hit up things, and this is given, you know, Canada has sold out its sovereignties to the UN to create a communist, global, socialist UN rights. You can just type that in, UN Convention of Civil and Political Rights, and you can scroll right up to the top. Fundamental freedoms apply here in the human rights, civil and political rights, et cetera, et cetera. 
all people have the right to self-determination. By virtue of that right, they freely determine their political status and freely pursue their economic, social, and cultural development. That's part one. Article one. One. All people... All peoples may, for their own ends, freely dispose of their natural wealth and wealth and resources without prejudice to any obligation arising out of international economic cooperation based upon the principle of mutual benefit and international law. In no case may a people be deprived of its own means of subsistence. That's really funny. That's really funny reading that. Because you can see how contradictory and how hypocritical the people who wrote this stuff out are when it comes to all of this stuff. Number three, the state's parties to the President Covenant include those having responsibility for the administration of non-self-governing and trust territories shall promote the realization of the right to self-determination and shall respect that right in conformity with the provisions of the Charter of the United Nations. Yet our government love to oppress you when you don't conform to their ways. It's amazing the things that you can learn and how hypocritical these people are, that they're willing to write these little pieces of paper but they're not willing to actually follow them in any capacity whatsoever. And you can look up things like Declaration of... You notice that the Declaration of Human Rights don't say that these are fundamental freedoms. They say they're all human rights. Rights are granted. We like to say that Rights are not wrongs, and therefore they're rights. But yet, why would they use fundamental freedoms and rights that are different? Why would they list them as different? So if you don't know the Canadian Constitution, the the Charter of Rights and Freedoms came from Things like the Human Rights Declaration when they signed on to be part of the UN in that capacity. You can see Article 3, everyone has the right to life, liberty, and security of person. That's number 7 in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. No one shall be held in slavery or servitude. Slavery and the slave trade shall be prohibited in all their forms. Interesting that slavery and slave trade shall be prohibited in all their forms. Yet we have this little piece of inf- this inf- little piece of information right here. The Canadian Ownership Control and Determination Act, which is essentially slavery when you lead read through it. Because when you sign up, they get to tell you what to do with it. Isn't interesting, isn't it? No one shall be subjected to true torture or to cruel, inhumane, or degrading or yeah, degrading treatment or punishment. It's not amazing. You don't pay your taxes. You don't do what the government wants you to do, and they come knocking, and then they will torture you and do all that fun stuff. Maximum of law: if you consent, there is no remedy. 
No one shall be subjected to arbitrary arrest, detention, or exile. He can find that also in the Canadian Constitution or the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Everyone has the right to freedom of movement and residence within the borders of each state. Everyone has the right to leave any country, including his own, and return to his country. And we don't have a country, we have a corporation, as listed and found on the U.S. Stock Exchange. Everyone has a right to, the, to a nationality. No one shall be arbitrarily deprived of his nationality or denied the right to change his nationality. Interesting, isn't that? Interesting, isn't that? All these things, when you start reading these things, it just goes to show how contradictory it is with our own government. And people sit here and say that we have so much freedom, but yet they're constantly writing more and more pieces of legislation, which aren't even law. The legislation... And if you look in Black's Law Dictionary, oh, Lord, we'll see if we can find it. Scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Amisland. Oh, that sounds really interesting. <laughs> Come on, pull up. I'm more than happy that my will and family. Oh, slow. And we continue scrolling. Duty. Legal capacity. Damn it, this is killing me. Oh. Well, anyway. Um, basically, when you actually look up the definition of legislation, this thing is scrolling way too slow and I don't feel like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. You look up the legislation and in a nutshell, it's given the rule of law. It's a piece of, it's a piece of paper given the rule of law. Legislator, it is. I've actually found it. Legislative legislation. Here we go. Legislation. Back Black's Law Dictionary. Number four. 
the act of giving or enacting laws, the power to make laws, the act of legislating, preparation and enactment of laws, the making of laws by express decree. So, it doesn't say in this definition that it's given the force of law, but I believe it's in the fifth definition. It's something basically given the force of law. Now, what that means is if you consent to it, it acts as a law. So, for example, you sign up for a library card. You sign up with a library card with all of the bylaws, with all the fees, with all the penalties, with all the benefits, with all the rights of a library card holder. You follow the rules because that is the rules of the library. That is the rules of the library card. You break those rules and they have every right to penalize you according to those rules. You signed up. You are the one responsible for that. Now take that concept and apply it to a whole nation well, right now we don't even have a government, we have a corporation, because there was actually a U.S. Supreme Court ruling that said that a government and a corporation cannot exist simultaneously. It must be one or the other. So technically we have a corporation. Again, you can find this on the U.S. Stock Exchange. But they're the ones writing the rules. And you signed up by being a citizen, body's politic, a person under these rules. Your birth certificate subjects you to these rules. And I know there's people out there that can argue, well, you know, you didn't, you, you might have the birth certificate, but um, it doesn't actually apply to you if you don't have this and you don't sign up and you don't sign up and you you know you don't sign up to all like you know your driver's license you don't sign up for the bills blah blah, blah. and like technically that is true unfortunately if you have the person to even begin with they will still try and nail you for it when i was pulled over by a cop last year when I was pulled over by a cop last year, he asked for the license and registration. I gave him my notarized affidavit. I gave him... No, I didn't have a bill of sale at that time. I still had to get... I, it was a, a car gifted to me by my other. Gifted me the car. Cop asked the license registration. I gave him an affidavit. And I told him, just write a ticket to that thing. Bob went back to his car, came back, said, I can't write a ticket to you. This name does not exist in our system. As I said, he said, well, I want to give you a ticket. And I said, that's fine. Just give it to the name or the, the title that's on the affidavit. I have this thing notarized. This is the form of identification I use everywhere. And that's exactly what he said. If I cannot issue a ticket to this identification, to this title, to this name, whatever, because it does not exist in our system. 
Let that sink in for a moment. Let that really sink in for a moment. Now, the cop and I proceeded to go back and forth for about an hour. He threatened to hold me in jail indefinitely until he could figure out who I was. He told me this multiple times. I clarified. Lied to his superior officer when I told his officer that this man would not let me go until I identified myself, even though I had committed no crime, according to his wishes that he deemed suitable. He lied to his officer on the phone and said he never said that. I really wish at that time I would have got that on recording, because I'll tell you what, I would have released that recording and it probably would have gone a whole lot different. Then again, I probably would have been in jail, too, with broken windows. But after some time going back and forth, I gave him the old juridical name that he would not, he was holding me hostage until he got that name. I gave him that name eventually, and I told him, it no longer exists. I do not have a license. I have sent it back. I do no longer have a person. I sent it back. I wasn't lying. That officer came back, gave me a ticket. At first, I was upset because I was going to have to deal with this ticket, and I had two little kids. It was plus 30 degrees outside, and this asshole, to put it quite nicely, kept me in a car with no air conditioning, wouldn't let me turn it on for an hour with two little kids in the car. He took the ticket back. He came to me, took the ticket back, because he said he printed the wrong location on there. He gave me back that ticket. It had the right location, but it had entirely the wrong information. It did not have the correct name on the ticket. It did not have the correct address on the ticket. It did not have anything that was correct on that ticket, which is hilarious because my friend was standing right there while he pulled my old license up onto the screen with all the old information. He had it all right there. She saw it on the screen. Yet he issued something, an entirely different and wrong information, just so that he could issue something. Now I'm going to assume that he canceled that ticket right away because it had all the wrong information on it. It was not valid in any capacity. But that's a sheer example for you guys that I'm going to share. That if you don't have a juridical person, you are not owned by the corporation known as Canada. You cannot be governed by the corporation that is known as Canada. By their own definitions in the Interpretation Act, by the Control Act, all those other things, if you do not have anything with them at all, you are a foreign national, a sovereign being, and I know people can argue that you can only be sovereign if you're with a nation. But that's not true. There are different kinds of sovereignties. There is the sovereign monarch. You can be a sovereign individual. We are all born sovereign. It means free from external control. I don't have any external control that I've agreed to, that I have rights and duties to fulfill. 
I still feel as a general human being that there are rights and duties to my community, to my family, to myself that I need to be able to fulfill because that's what a decent human being does. Do I have to do them? No. Do I want to do them? You bet your sweet ass I do. Because that's what decent human beings do. I have my flaws like everybody else, but that's still what decent human beings do. And then, of course, there's sovereignty with a nation, sovereign nations, where they have no external influence or control. But unfortunately, we all know that every time that happens, somehow some sort of war or genocide or something breaks out in that country, and then, God forbid, all of the countries like U.S. and Canada and all these other countries come swooping in to save the day, even though there was no problems existing prior in any capacity, Suddenly everybody's dying and then these countries come swooping in and then steal a bank and take over. Such as examples like East Timor that I was searching and listening to the other day. We don't know anything about that. I just learned about that. That happened from the 70s to almost 2000s. Or, yeah, it was the 90s. It was the 90s. And the big cahoot... Governments like Canada refused to vote in favor of stopping the violence and the genocide that was happening there because they were too busy selling guns to the people who were committing genocide. And the news tended to report less and less the more people, the more, the more things got worse. One other note before I head off for the evening, because I've got to go and do a few important things, so I'm going to end the show a little bit early. For anybody out there listening, you can find all of this stuff on Queen's Printer. I strongly encourage you to go check it out. But the last thing I want to cover, um, specifically, is a little bit of mind control. And I know that sounds pretty conspiracy theorist. But mark my words when it's not. Because they teach these things to certain students in certain elitist groups in certain colleges. For example, marketing students. Eddie Bernays, the nephew of Sigmund Freud, believed that people could not be trusted to make their own decisions. They could not be trusted to make the right choices in a democratic society. Therefore, he created engineered consent, manipulation of the mind through our deepest desires, particularly sexual desires, because let's face it, we're sexual beings, folks. As much as we hate it, as much as taboo as, taboo as it is, we are sexual creatures. A lot of the things we do run on sexual in, sexual inhibitions, all that fun stuff. That's the way we work. Know thyself. The more we know ourselves, the more hard it is for those who seek to control us can do so. Eddie Bernays is also the godfather of propaganda, which was 
renamed public relations because the Germans were using the word propaganda. People over here didn't like that so much, so he renamed it public relations. He has a bunch of books that you can find online for free, or you can go to your local library. They'll have them too, or you could buy them and start reading up. Now, Eddie was also in with the banks. He was in with the big corporations. He was in with the politicians. One of his famous experiments, social experiments, was the Torches of Freedom. It was a particular Easter Day march. I don't remember exactly what it was called. But he set it up so women would be marching in this parade smoking cigarettes. Back then, the tobacco companies were losing sales. Men were starting to see, say, men and women were starting to say that smoking was not feminine. It was dirty. It was a disgusting habit. It was a masculine habit. They were losing sales, so they turned to Eddie to try and get him to come up with something to increase tobacco sales. This is all found on Wikipedia, too, folks. If you're bored, you can go check it out on Wikipedia. What he did is he had these women oh. what he did is he had these women show up and had them smoking cigarettes, and he called them the torches of freedom, okay. Back then, freedom meant a little bit more than they do now. It really did. It's really hard to try and come down on something that's called the torches of freedom in a country that values freedom up and utmost, up like most importantly. So virtually overnight, women gained the right to smoke, even though there was never no loss of rights to begin with, they gained the freedom to smoke without actually gaining any sort of freedoms at all. It was just a social, a social status that they kind of gained. Interesting, isn't it? And that's not his only... Um, that's not his only thing that he's ever done. You guys can go to YouTube, check out the Century of Self. You can go to YouTube, check out the Century of Self. It's a four-part series. Four-part series, you can check it out. About an hour long each. But even in the series, it also connects things like MK Ultra, mind control, a whole bunch of stuff. And when I was talking to a friend the other day, I was telling her about this, and she said that her either cousin or nephew, it was a family member, they went to school for marketing, and they actually taught about Eddie Bernays in marketing. Because they have people out there who are hired 
to study you, study your psychology, study every move you make, so that they can take and market products back to you. And if you think that ends with just the corporations, you're wrong. That's also things with politics, that's things with everything. They're watching you at all times and studying your behavior, asking you questions and all this stuff so that they can get more information on you, so that they can learn more and more how to control you. The Century of Self on YouTube, you can check it out. I strongly recommend everybody check that one out because it's a real eye-opener. And we tend to ask ourselves, why is it that they can control the masses so easily? It's like Pavlov's dog. It really is. It's like Pavlov's dog. They ring the bell, and there you go. But it goes to be it goes to show exactly that. It goes to show exactly that. They're watching you all the time, and now they It's not unknown for them to listen to what's going on in your cell phone, to what's going on. It, the Google has programs where if you type something, they read what you've typed and they give you suggestions. Same on your cell phone. People are saying it's really coincidental that every time I say something, suddenly there's an ad popping up that shows me and advertises to me what I was talking about. So they're showing you what they want you to buy. They're showing you what they want you to know, but they don't want you to know things like the Canadian Ownership Control and Determination Act. They don't teach you those things at all. They teach the Supreme Court justices. They don't even teach lawyers this kind of stuff. They only teach them what they want them to know, and they teach the people at the very top these kinds of things. But they have they, they call you crazy and they beat you. They throw you in jail and they take everything away that you own if you try and exactly if you try to express the very things that they're making you follow through these legislations. Interesting stuff, isn't it? Alright folks, I'm gonna head out for the evening. You guys can check those all up on Google. I literally typed them up right as I was about to do the show. My guest today was not able to make it. And I will catch you guys another week, another Wednesday. We shall see how things go this next little while. I will see you guys again. Happy researching, happy watching. And I hope you guys have a very happy Wednesday.